Hey, Leaf Lovers, welcome to the Work Sesh podcast, the podcast where we interview women who are lighting up the industry. Cannabis equals opportunity, and our guests will cover a range of occupations from dispensary sales to hemp fashion, CBD wellness, and everything in between. Where there's money to be made and glass ceilings to break, we will be there. Okay, ladies, now let's get in rotation. I'm your host, Victoria Margarita, leaf lover and canna beauty junkie. Joining me today is Kenya, co-founder of Canismac. At Canismac, they are committed to standing by their beliefs and the niceology philosophy that everyone matters. They support the idea that all of us can aspire to make a positive difference in the world by taking the smallest of steps by sowing the seeds of change today that will bring about positive life changes for future generations. As a company, they strive to make a difference in the world that will help improve daily lives of others and embrace their core tenants. Hey, Kenya, welcome to the virtual studio. <laughs> and thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Um, I wanted to get started with talking about how we know each other, which I can't really remember if I bought something from Canismac. It's or... been a while. So uh, long. Yeah. But uh, I want to say Instagram, but yeah, definitely I, Instagram. I must have just found the brand somehow. I think so. And then I really, really wanted to just be introduced to Hemp Beauty. And so I picked up the hemp um, lip balms first. That sounds then, like it would be accurate. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how most people start out. Yeah. And so so everyone knows I've been using Canismac for, I mean, at least four years. I don't remember I don't remember when I started, but the hemp cleansing oil is my holy grail item. I love it so much. I use it every day. Oh, me too. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Even when my friends come over and they're, because I have so many beauty products, pe people always want to just try what I have. When they try that one, they're just obsessed with the smell. They're like, it smells so good. I'm like, I know. That's why I use it. <laughs> right? Well, it doesn't just smell good. It feels great, at least to me. Yes. And it picks up everything. Right. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So I'm sure everyone is wondering what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> Kenya is the founder of Canismac, and I'll let her tell you what inspired her to create a hemp beauty line and why did you decide to focus on hemp oil instead of like CBD? Right. So um, I'm actually one of the founders of Canismac, my business partner, Suzanne Hogan. Um, she's pretty much silent for the most part. She doesn't like to be in the spotlight, so I kind of sort of take care of everything else, but we always run everything by each other. Um, and when we started Canismac, uh, cannabis was, or when we started the idea of Canismac, cannabis was still illegal in, in states like Colorado, I think had it on the books to get it you know, legalized and so did Washington, but that still had not happened yet. Um, and he was, I hate it. I almost hate it when people ask me this question because there were so many things that led to us creating Canismac. Um, if I had to pick, I always, I always go back. Like my mind always goes back to that time, to a time when Suzanne's brother passed away, and um, mm. he was addicted to prescription drugs, like prescription pills. He passed away from an overdose with it, and we were on the phone together, and we had already been working for a while, so. When she told me about it, uh, she was devastated and she felt really guilty that 
you know, maybe she couldn't have done something more and looked into other ways of helping her brother. And at the time, like I said, because cannabis was still technically illegal, a lot of people weren't very open about it. And somehow the conversation took a turn into cannabis and we started chatting and I told her like, you know, we weren't, my family, you know, we weren't like against it. Um, and that my husband had been using it for depression, which is actually why her brother had been prescribed the pills to begin with. You know, one thing led to another. And after we talked for a while, we, we realized, you know, if people knew more about this plant, its benefits, were more open-minded, um, if there was more information rather than misinformation, how many people could be saved with a plant instead of, you know, a prescription pill that's going to lead to addiction and possibly overdose? Yes. Yeah, my uh, my dad suffers from migraines. And if he were to use, like, cannabis, they would um, not give him the medication or they can take you off your insurance for try even trying it out for yourself, you know, too. Right. Like if you try it and you're open about it, even though it's been legalized in so many states, a lot of HMOs and, you know, and insurance plans will still remove you, even if you're in a legal state, if you consume cannabis. And that is so wrong because I feel it's, it's yes, it is an alternative form of medicine, but it's been proven to be helpful with so many things and you, nobody has died of an overdose to cannabis. You know, that that can't happen. Like, you'll feel sick to your stomach, get a headache, stop before you could even get to a point of overdose. Yet thousands of people, if not millions, die of prescription pills overdose every year. Yeah, that's such an interest. I'm, I didn't know that. That was how, like, you know, the beginning of the conversation of Canismax started. But I bet it blows your mind, like... From then to now, like it's been a slow progress, but we're actually getting somewhere, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like I said, when we started the idea of Canismac and we started working on it, cannabis was still illegal by the time that we actually launched legalization had already been passed in Colorado and um, and Washington. So at that time, even then, even after cannabis was legalized for recreational use in Colorado and Washington, we would take hemp um, and oh, that is why we started with a hemp product, to be honest, is because cannabis was born as a like an outreach kind of brand. We wanted to help through a lip balm, through something so innocent, so yummy, so delicious, help minimize that stigma that came with anything that had to do with the cannabis plant, even hemp. And Susanna is a master statistician. And me as a, I don't know, having worked in the organic industry for so many years and grown up with it, like I already loved hemp seed oil. I already knew about all the benefits and so did she, but it wasn't something that was talked about or even accepted, you know? And when we started Canismac and we started reaching out to stores, we would see the opposite of what we see now, which was, I'm not carrying that in my store. Are you kidding me? Like, get away from me. What are yes. you doing? I, this is illegal. And we would try to explain to people, this is just hemp seed oil. Hemp seed oil has been legal in the United States at a federal level for so many years. There's so many products out in the market that did have hemp seed oil in them already. They just didn't advertise it. 
Yes. Um, you know, it wasn't a thing. It was just used as a filler or, you know, as an extra ingredient. Yeah, I remember when I first started using your products because I have my blog and I wanted to go and do like a roundup of what kind of hemp products were available at Target. And I remember going in and finding absolutely nothing. There was just nothing. And I was like, oh, okay. And then maybe like a year or two later walking in and now there's so many different um, yeah. hemp and even like CBD items at Target, which is crazy. That's right. Yes, it has changed so quickly. Um I think that's one of the things that always makes me smile is when I hear, whenever I would hear the little stories from, you know, our tribe members of how they gave somebody our lip balm, you know, they gave their mom our lip balm, who was totally against cannabis before, and they just gave it to them and told them to try it, that it wouldn't get them high, that, it, you know, it was completely safe. And slowly but surely, that you they would use it as an introduction. They would use our lip balm as an introduction to start the conversation and to try and help pe open people's minds that, hey, you know, this is a plant. It has many different uses. Look, it can make a lip balm delish that's delicious and hydrating and good for you. Um, and it doesn't just have to be something that gets you high, you know, so why are we not legalizing it? And when they would tell me these stories of how they change people's minds because they were able to use our lip balm for it, it's always has made my heart happy. You know, like that is why we started Canismac. That was the purpose of Canismac in the beginning. And everybody loved it so much that we get requests on a regular basis to create new products. <laughs> and so that's that's how we st we keep adding new stuff. But it really has been community driven. Yes. And I'm excited for you to talk. I know you just dropped a couple new products. We'll definitely um, yeah. give you a second to give those a shout out. I want to learn more about them, too, before we um, get off. But, yes, it's very it was just such I mean, and it still is, um, but such a learning curve and for people to be like, oh, it can be used for other things like and like the clothing doesn't feel as scratchy or thick as you imagine it to be like it's just there's been so many innovations with the plants and I'm just excited that people are just realizing that learning it and accepting it. It's so cool. Right. And I agree. Definitely. So we've talked about in the past challenges that come with even just as you mentioned, like the legalization of it and how social media really censors even hemp brands that have no THC, not even CBD, like literally no mood altering effects and how they there's so much censorship still on the Internet. Um, is this one of the challenges you face in Canismac? And what if not or what is the biggest challenge you faced while starting your beauty brand? I think you, you hit the nail on the head, definitely. Our biggest challenge has been censorship. When we started, we somehow or another were able to, to advertise on Facebook and Instagram for a little while under, you know, without being blocked. And that helped us that was helping our company grow so quickly like we were able to get new customers get our brand out there and social I don't think that a lot of people understand we've tried several forms of advertisement from magazine placements to you know online advertising um, paper clicks you know but really the thing that has yielded the most results always and it shouldn't really come to a surprise has been social media 
when we were censored from doing so, especially on Instagram, which is really the largest platform for e-commerce, you know, um, ROI, it, it really, really hit us hard. It kind of sort of brought everything to a halt. And then we have, we have had to find new ways of getting our brand out into the media, whether it's, you know, through people like yourself or, you know, getting our customers to talk more about us. Um, I don't know, you know, like several, several different things, but it, it's been the number one challenge and it still happens. Like we had the big, you, you would think that even though, you know, Facebook released a statement that they would stop censoring hemp brands, that that would no longer be an issue, but they're still censoring it. And there's no way to, once that you have been, like once that they have closed your advertising account, there's no way for you to reach out to somebody and appeal it or even, you know, talk to somebody about how do I get it back up? Like that just doesn't happen. So then what do you do? You know, you can't start a new one because it's you yourself that is banned from advertising altogether. Like it hasn't just affected Canismac, it's affected my other businesses as well. Because I myself, like anything that I have to do with, anything that me as a user have to, anything to do with, I am barred from advertising. So, yeah, it's it's really messed up. You know? so, that is so frustrating. I did not realize too that it leaks into not just that handle, but like any other anything that's yeah. connected to just your account. Yeah, because there is the the Facebook for business, right? So anytime you have a business page, um, or you are now tied to a Facebook for business account, and you as the owner of that Facebook for business account. You know, you can only have technically one Facebook. If you have, if you're found creating another profile to get around that, like they will probably just close both of them. And it has happened to a lot of other people that I know who tried to go that route. And then they have nothing, you know, then they delete their entire pages. So then you have no way of posting whatsoever. So that's really not a solution either. But because you are like, say I'm there as the owner of the page, any other page that I own, once that one advertising account has been closed because of what they call privacy or policy violations, um, you can no longer advertise, period. Like, you will not let you, any other advertising account, run ads. So that is extremely frustrating because what if you use, what if you own other businesses like myself? You know, then then you're just, that's it. You know, they just stopped you from being able to use that platform altogether. And just recently, Google allowed pay-per-click advertising again in regards to hemp and CVD. So we're hoping that that will help, but that's still not the same as, you know, most social media platforms in terms of return on investment. Yeah, that's just a huge challenge. And you would think that since they're taking your money, that they would have to abide by PCI standards and have, yeah. have a working phone line and customer support that you can reach out to but they don't like why do we not hold them you know accountable to the same pci compliance laws as everybody else absolutely and then too just as you said like that was then but now things have changed and they said oh you know hemp will be okay to advertise but then you're still not allowed to so they don't really keep up with the own changes that they're making right exactly so 420 just passed, and I did see people, other hemp cannabis brands posting about censorship. And I do think 
a big part of, you know, getting this changed for good is the brands and leaf lovers out there just being more vocal about it. Like, hey, no, like get on top of this and change it. It is not fair to these brands. And I know you started a Free the Leaf campaign. Can you tell us a little about that? Yes. Um, That was my first response to the very first time that we got censored. I thought I look, I, I did so much research on what was going on and it was so frustrating that we were a federally legal product that could cross state lines that could be shipped in the, you know, U S postal system that, you know, we could have bank accounts and all of that because we didn't have THC or CVD. Like we were just not a Medicaid brand. And yet again, they were applying the exact same rules as they did everything that was medicated, um, you know, without any thought. So it really, it was so frustrating for me that there was nothing that we could do about it. So I really thought, you know, if people just knew about it, if people just knew what was going on, maybe if enough of us would get together and actually, you know, like you said, be outspoken, talk about it, demand that these social media companies are fair to all businesses, um, especially hemp businesses, that, you know, things could change. But it it's so hard to find that, like that little, you know, thing that is going to actually ignite change or promote change to where people actually care. I feel, <laughs> and then other than that, we just thought, well, let's just let's just launch it as a educational, you know, resource. So anything, anytime that we launch anything with education on cannabis, it becomes part of our free the leaf campaign, and that's kind of what it has evolved into. Yeah, awesome. And I believe when you go to the free the leaf campaign page, you can sign. You have a sign up thing. Mm, I believe we used to have a petition. Um, it was like removed recently because it was like it ended but we're looking to start a new one actually and post it soon so that they can go and sign a petition and see if there's anything else that we can do yeah someone's got to do it i was just thinking i was like we just got to be so much louder but they just put us in a position to be afraid of being loud because you know so many pages get taken down when they draw yeah. too much attention to themselves um, yep. But for any leaf lovers out there who are also frustrated about this, you can go to canismac.com on the Free the Leaf page and repost and share the information that Canismac has. Next, I wanted to ask you, you've been doing the hemp beauty biz for so long. For the entrepreneurs out there, what advice would you give someone wanting to start a hemp beauty brand? Be relentless and fearless. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I love that. If you are coming into this business afraid of what people are going to say about you, afraid of what is going to happen, if you're going to have challenges, then you probably shouldn't be in it because you are going to have challenges. It is going to be an uphill battle. It is, especially as a woman, if you come into this business as a woman, it will be harder for you than anyone else in the business. Yes. Um, and I think that it, it's changing and it has been changing for a while, but I cannot tell you how frustrating it is still today to be a business owner as a woman and not get the same treatment as a man. And I know that sounds like I'm not 
I'm not, I'm like, I don't hate men, you know, anything like that, but it is so frustrating when I speak, you know, to a merchant processor and I, I get different treatment than if, you know, Suzanne's husband calls and reports a problem. They get taken care of right away. But if I call and report a problem, I get pushed aside. And that yep. still happens today. You know, so little microaggressions like that, you really need to be relentless to deal with. And don't be afraid to be a boss, you know, because every time that you're a female and you're a boss, they, you get called names, you know, you get called problematic, you get called, a, you know, B word, you get called so many things. And, but if, if a man did it, it would be different, you know? So don't come, I, I would say, don't come in with the attitude of I'm going to be discriminated against because I feel that that's also wrong. But when it happens, don't be surprised and don't take it laying down. The only way they're going to get used to us overpowering this industry is just by saying everything with our chest <laughs> and they're just going to have right? to deal with it. Yes. Like just be fearless. Things are going to happen. It's going to be an uphill battle. But at the same time, I feel like it's worth it. If you're truly passionate about it and you really want your business to work out, you will find a way. Absolutely. And there is more than enough room for women here. Of course. So what is next for Canismac? Oh, um, we have so many things in the works. Um, we just launched our very first, well, not just, but just recently launched our very first, what I would call, um, it's not really medicated because we're not advertising it as medicated, but it does have THC and it does have CBD lip balm. Oh. And it's been requested for so long and we did so much research and it was just... It was coming. It was like time to do it. But we just, when we did it, I wanted to make sure that it was done correctly. And I didn't want to just do it because of the hype. You know, like, I feel that we would have made so much more money had we jumped on the CBD wagon in the very beginning. But that's just not how we do things. You know, we want to make sure that we are responsible to our consumers and that we're not just jumping on hypes just because of hype. So I really wanted to make sure that when, you know, CBD Beauty started, that we looked at the research, that we looked at what was, you know, actually being done in terms of looking at the results that would come from using CVD or THC or a combination of both in skincare and if it was really viable or if it wasn't because I don't know if you've real if you know if you've realized this but a lot of the benefits that are touted about CVD are the same benefits that come from using hemp seed oil you know the omegas the vitamins the minerals all of that stuff so for me, when I was reading that, and again, this is a very new industry, and this a lot of these findings are very new. So when I looked at that, you know, anti-inflammatory, hemp seed oil is anti-inflammatory. Why? Because it has omegas, you know, and other other acids that are good for that. So a lot of them, I was like, well, that's just the benefits of hemp seed oil. Of course, it comes with CBD because CBD is in, you know, like, it's in cannabis and hemp seed oil comes from cannabis. And oftentimes you don't get CBD extract put in jojoba oil, right? You get CBD extract put into hemp seed oil. That's like the natural thing to do because it comes from the same plant. So I wanted to make sure that when Canismac did put out a CBD or, you know, medicate like full spectrum 
product like we did, that it would make sense. And that's why we finally decided to pull the plug on our full spectrum lip balm. That is so exciting. I've been wondering if you guys were going to branch into like the CBD um, area too. And I'm really yeah, excited to try um, these new What I'm not doing yet is I'm not going to go into the potency scale. I feel that that is reserved for medicated goods. And we know now that, you know, CBD does help a lot of the nutrients and compounds in skincare to be absorbed easily into your, like it, it enhances, you know, the absorbing process by your skin. That's what I know about it so far that has been proven. Um, I do know that it does enhance, you know, the, the anti-inflammatory complexes. So for those reasons, I'm excited to have it in there. But from a lot of the things that I have read, you do need that little bit of THC for it to work. If you have just CBD extract put into, you know, a product without that little bit of THC, from what I have learned, the molecules just don't bind together. You know, they don't work the same. And a lot of the commercial products out there with CBD are using just that, just CBD extract, because it's cheaper and because then they can claim a higher potency at a lower cost. Well, for a medicated product, I don't think that's fair, especially because we know that you do need that small amount of THC. Like, it needs it. Interesting. Yeah, so that's why we decided to go with full spectrum instead of just CBD extract. So when you do get the full spectrum face oil that we just launched, um, it's not yet available for sale on the website, but it did launch with our 420 bundle. Um, so whichever fortunate souls get to purchase it, just uh, will be able to try it out. But whenever you do get the full spectrum face oil or the full spectrum lip balm, there is, you know, trace amounts of THC. So that should also be considered and you should be able to decide whether that's a risk that you want to take or not. Yes. Yeah. To each their own. I personally will be trying it. (laughs) Well, just remember that THC does store on your fat cells on the long term. So if you're concerned about um, like, you know, tests, like if you need to be tested for cannabis use in your workplace, it may with time cause you to fail it. So that's why I say you need to be able to make that decision on your own and understand the risks associated with using a full spectrum product. Very good warning. I want to get into our little speed round. This first question might be a little hard because I know every product is probably your baby, <laughs> but which which product is your favorite from Canismac? Hands down, no questions asked, just the Canismac cleansing oil. I cannot live without it. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot live without it. Like I may try to make it last so long. Like I love it so much. Oh, that makes me so happy. I, yeah, I can't live without it. My skin just does not feel right. It just, it has been a life changer for me. So same. And then, so what, who's your dream person to sesh with? Oh my gosh. Like if I could just pick anybody, period. Anybody. Um, Honestly, Neil deGrasse Dyson. <laughs> Can you imagine the conversation? No, I can't. Like, seriously, it would be, no pun intended, out of this world. <laughs> that, literally, no better way to explain it. That'd be amazing. Who is a woman who inspires you? Suzanne. Oh, I love that. 
I think some people know this, but Suzanne and I still have not met face to face. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So we have been friends for nine years and we have been in business together with Kenneth Mac for six now. And we still have not met face to face. I don't think we've ever even done a video conference together. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah. You guys have been doing <laughs> virtual business since before the pandemic was even a thought in our minds. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm I'm a graphic designer. You know, like I've worked as a creative director and a web developer for so long. That's actually how I met her. She was one of my clients. Um and so I'm I'm used to this, like the whole working from home like I've been doing it since my kid was born and that was you know 14 years ago so it's nothing new but her and I have spoken every single day no joke since we met well I'm gonna say met in quotation marks because since we first spoke on the phone um and we have I don't think we've I mean well no I mean yeah we miss some days but we we speak regularly, like really often. And we started a business together and we've done all kinds of, you know, stuff without actually even meeting face to face. But this woman has taught me so much about what it means to be a kind human being. Like I have learned not just to be kind in another level, but to be forgiving and understanding and honest like she is the most honest person I have ever met and it just she's just inspired me to become a better person all around I I don't know what I would do without her in my life and she's just I don't know like I I think my lucky star is that I met her and that was able to make a friend like her so that is so sweet I am that's amazing the business that you guys have grown and that that's just a irreplaceable connection that you guys built like in such a different way I love that oh thank you (laughs) Um, what are your hopes for the future of women in cannabis business I hope that we get to basically sit at the table on equal terms you know that we're not just looked at as another woman who started a business out of maybe a hobby but as a knowledgeable individual who is truly an entrepreneur, you know, I, I guess I just want, you know, new, new women coming up to feel like they're in the same playing field as everybody else. Yes. And we will definitely get there. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast and just, or you're listening to this because you want to start um, your can of business. There are so many women who have your back and do it. Do you think a sesh work-life balance exists? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think too. women are doing it every day. Not just with work, but just, you know, home life with everything, really. Exactly. And that is all the questions I had for you. Thank you so much for joining me. I do have to say, Kenya is the only reason why I got on. I've been, like, avoiding recording my first podcast because I've just been so nervous. And she was like, hey, when are we doing this? And I was like, okay, I can't let Kenya down. So thank you for pushing me (laughs) on our first episode. I think it's so fitting that my first hemp beauty item and my first podcast session is with Canis Mac. I love that. I feel like it's so serendipitous. And I thank you so much. I feel so special. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. We've had like a I, weird long distance relationship too this whole time. I know, right? It's so weird. You start seeing all these faces all the time and you start getting to almost like you get a feeling almost like I know this person now, but you really don't. Yeah. When you're so in the community, been... it, the community gets smaller and smaller. <laughs> well, that's bigger true. and smaller at the same time. That Yeah, that's also true. But thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. I hope that I was able to answer all of your questions properly. So everyone can go try our favorite hemp cleansing oil and get on those hemp lip balms. Where can people find Canismac online? Go to canismac.com. And we also have them available on Amazon. Awesome. And then you can follow Canismac at Canismac, C-A-N-N-S-M-A-C-K. Thank you so much for listening to the Work Sesh podcast. If this episode gave you good vibes, spread the love and subscribe. Subscribing means you can look forward to more inspiring episodes. I'll also be sprinkling in some chitty chatty with a fatty story time episodes and fun after work sessions coming up as well. Follow us on Instagram at Work Sesh Podcast. Question, comments, suggestions, or if you know someone who would love to have a podcast sesh with me, please email us at workseshpodcast at gmail.com. Stay high and keep grinding.